RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Marisa Bidwa is the Chief Executive of the Restaurant Association. She's been on our show twice. First up, back in August, and uh, we were talking then about the state of the industry after COVID. Then, uh, more recently, at the end of September, we were anticipating the election. There was their election manifesto out, and we also talked about the current state of the hospitality industry. Marissa is with us again. Post that election, we thought we'd catch up because um, the Restaurant Association of New Zealand have a press release out. I'll talk about that in just a moment. But Marissa, welcome back to our show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure chatting with you, Paul. Thank you. And same. So you're saying you're pleased to announce the results of a recent survey conducted among members following the election. The survey aimed to assess the sentiment of members regarding the election's outcome and its potential economic impact, as well as their expectations for the incoming government. Okay. What are people saying, basically? Well, look, um, people are really keen to see, or they were keen to see a change at this time. Um, And I think uh, what we've seen as a result of that is a bit more optimism coming through uh, in terms of potential change. Look, it's as we've talked about before, Paul, it's really tough out there for our businesses. And it, it really has continued to be significantly challenging um, for our businesses um, post-pandemic, really, if we can still say that. Um, it, it hasn't been an easy run. And a lot of the feedback that we're getting even now has been that it, it's still really challenging out there. Uh, some of our, our businesses are reporting you know, uh, lower customer levels coming in. The price, uh, uh, the cost of living crunch is really impacting our people. And, you know, when people are, are feeling that their finances are are tight, they cut out dining. And that's really impacting, you know, our, our businesses. But essentially, um, we have seen a reported growth rate of around 9.8% in the industry overall. But when you think about it, that percentage is really most of that would be taken up by price increases because as as uh, the rest of us have been impacted by price increases, so have the cost of goods. And that means that impacts our, our restaurants and they have had to increase their prices um, you know, over, over the year. So we see a lot of that growth as being inflation, essentially. So when you take that away, the growth rate is quite subdued. Right. Anemic. Is that the word? Anemic. Yeah, that's a great word. Yes. Perfect. One thing I've noticed, and there's no science to this, but I live right in the heart of Wellington and I walk through the the kind of restaurant hospitality district every day at different times of the day. And what I've noticed, I don't know if this is um, what uh, the wider industry is experiencing, is that the finer dining establishments, I know which ones they are, where they are, seem to be doing okay in terms of bums on seats but below that it seems to be quite thin is what i've noticed would that does that sound like it could be true yeah look i think the thing is is that what we're hearing is that it really is a mixed bag at the moment um and i think i just saw some stats recently uh about more about the casualization of dining so some of the those establishments that are offering more um I guess, casual dining options at a, at a lower price point. Um, even someone saying that some of the buffet restaurants are doing really well at the okay. moment, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's what's happening at the moment. There's, I think it's just really mixed, and there are businesses that are, are seem to be doing reasonably well, but there are many who are not. Um, 
And I think we we haven't quite put our finger on it, to be honest. It's, it's sort of something the the stats are kind of slightly changing um, all the time at the moment. But one one thing that is coming out quite substantially is that we're not out of the woods yet. You know, there's right. still a lot of recovery happening. Um, and that optimism is coming through because we have some really great projections coming for the summer period. So tourism is is um, back on, on board. Now, how much does tourism have to do with it? That, what Look, is the contribution of tourism? Yeah, yeah. basically, I mean, it depends on your type of business again, um, but there are, in our restaurants and cafe spaces, there are businesses that solely have relied on tourism. You know, right. if, if you're one of those stops um, on a, a well-traveled road into a tourist hotspot, if you're not getting local visitors and you're not getting international visitors, you know, You're there's not nobody. a lot of locals yeah, around. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, those are the kinds of businesses that we know many closed their doors, you know, during the pandemic because they just didn't have any other way to, to operate. So it yeah. really depends on the style of business. A lot of our CBDs are also kind of reliant on the tourism trade to kind of bolster their regular, their regular income as well. So it really does impact our industry in quite significant ways. But again, not everyone. We have businesses who are really, they focus their offerings specifically on their their locals, you know, and they they don't really um, get sort of mentioned on the tourist trail at all. Uh, and those are businesses that have done, you know, reasonably well over this time because they've kept their local customers coming in and they've stood by them through, you know, some of the toughest trading times we've seen. Um, yeah, but it really just depends on the type of business you you have within within our hospitality space. Looking at your survey results that I have in front of me anyway, mm. uh, regarding the economic outlook, 56% of respondents expressed being more optimistic. 30% indicated they were slightly more optimistic. Mm. Is that good? What's that based on? Just a feeling? Because that, what's that uh, term, dead cat, cat bounce? After... You know, something that, and we could maybe describe the previous government as something not so good, that anything is better than that. So you kind of get that dead cat bounce effect. <laughs> Do you think it's more than that? Look, I think it is. I mean, we could put it down to that potentially, but I, I think it is. Uh, there were quite a few pieces of legislation that were really weighing down on our businesses in particular, like I think of the fair pay agreements, for example, and, you know, the bargaining that's, you know, potentially coming up. The new government have said that's sort of something they're really looking at unwinding or they have promised that they're going to. And I know that was some of the feedback we had from our members to say, look, this is something that they felt was really positive for them. Um, and I think it's probably just the approach of, of looking at things differently, focusing on businesses a bit more and the challenges that they're facing. Um, that's really the feedback we've had is that it's a change. It's something different um, and therefore creates a bit of optimism. Well, the fair pay legislation, just remind us again, the effect of that. Yeah. So basically the fair pay legislation, um, it means that employers were needing to step into the bargaining um, room with unions and essentially uh, a list of sort of uh, terms and conditions of, of work and hospitality would be dictated by what was decided um, in that bargaining process. Right. So it really takes away, I suppose, the individual opportunity for employers to negotiate specifically with their employees. Excuse me. It would be an across the board, like these are the set rules that would apply when, when working in hospitality. So, 
um, that was going to create a, a huge change for the sector. Yeah, very different. So there, there's no way is. of taking account of local conditions. It's like a sort of one fits all straight. Yeah, basically. And that was sort of one of the big things that like uh, that we heard in terms of feedback is, you know, a a business in, say, for example, Kaitaya is going to have different needs to a business based in the CBD in Wellington. You know, it's sort of like, where is the where's the nuances in terms of, yeah, what's impacting the local community? How is that going to be taken into account? And essentially, in the end, I'm sure we probably would have addressed that in the bargaining room, um, but it would have been a very long and complex process. Uh, so, you know, that's sort of something that that a lot of our businesses have said, well, look, we're, we're really pleased to hear that that is going to be unwound. I think 80% expressed the need, according again to the stats I've got here, to repeal the legislation, 80% that's up there. Yeah. 43% emphasise the importance of Im- implementing tax cuts to stimulate economic growth. Do you think there's any chance of that, given if you talk to economists and look at the government numbers, they need every tax dollar they can get hold of right mm-hmm. now? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I think um, that in its- of itself, I mean, even a removal of, say, a fuel tax, for example, um, more money in, our- in the public's pocket means there is more likelihood that they may be heading out to, you know, spend that on a coffee, essentially. Yep. So I think looking at it from that perspective, um, if there is any kind of cut perceived or otherwise is going to reflect on the public sentiment. And I think that's sort of what that question was really more is about is sort of saying, do we think there's going to be some relief there? We're hoping that there will be because we really want the public to feel confident and and feeling that they are able to, to head out into our businesses. Yeah. To be fair, that's not a huge number in your uh, stats. Yeah, and no, also, but a majority stressing the necessity of effective interest rate management to ensure stability and viability for restaurants. Uh, everybody would like that. Yes. Um, everyone's sort of paying paying down something. But again, fighting inflation requires higher interest rates. So mm-hmm. chicken and the egg. Kind it of is, thing. yeah. It really is. And the thing is, when, when it comes down to it, we know that we do need to go through this I guess this period where <clears throat> there is a restriction, I suppose, or a retraction of spending in order for those interest rates to head back down. And we know realistically looking at at the stats, it's it's not going to be coming back down until the uh, middle of next year, essentially, those interest rates. Um, so some of the things we're talking to our, our members about is how do we get through the next sort of six to eight months? What are the things we can be doing to make sure that our businesses can survive during this, you know, potentially difficult uh, trading time um, because in order to get to the other end, there almost needs to be a bit of a dip before it corrects itself. So we're kind of being pragmatic about it as well with our members. Okay. Holding the polit well, you know, people are happy that the government's changed obviously, but holding the politicians feet to the fire, making sure they go through with promises and, you know, that they're not writing checks that with their mouths that they can't cash with their asses or whatever the <laughs> term is. What's the plan to do that? Because they're slippery, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's so true. Look, we are going to continue to keep in communication with um, our ministers and officials. And that's that's what we plan to do to essentially ensure that we are reminding them of those promises. Yeah. Okay. And have you got a plan? I guess you've got to give it a bit of time to see how it shakes out. We still don't quite know as we're talking the final shape of this government. Mm. 
It looks like three parties are probably going to be involved. Mm. It's looking that way. And what we're working on at the moment is basically a briefing for the new government. So when when we do know where the where the chips are falling, we can send them in briefing notes about the industry over sort of going over some of the promises, um, the expectations that our members in the industry have as well. And we'll be making sure that we can sit down with them and talk them through that as well. Unrelated, but kind of in the ballpark, the news that Supri has gone under. Did you see that? Mm, I did. Is that, even though it's not directly this, but it's food in general, and I guess the state of the economy, did that surprise you when you saw that? Look, I think um, it's always surprising if you if you know what I mean. It's it's never great to see a well recognized brand um, fall, and I think it makes others nervous as well. And I think we are seeing more and more of these sort of bigger brands, these well established um, businesses hitting hitting troubled waters, yeah. and that's really that's concerning for us, you know, and it's concerning for our members as well. Sometimes it can have a bit of a ripple effect, um, you know, and it creates more jitters in our industry. Um, But sadly I do, I predict we will be seeing more of those um, over the next couple of months, unfortunately. Anything we've missed, anything you want to say before we wind up the chat, Marissa? Good to Um, chat again, by the way. (laughs) Good to chat with you always. Honestly, it's always a pleasure. Um, No, I think we have covered off the main points and um, yeah. Thank you for having me as always. Okay. And we'll talk again. I'm sure we'll find out if these, uh, these people honor their promises at some point. Definitely. That would be great. Love to keep in touch. Marissa Bidwar, the CEO of Restaurant Association NZ. Thanks for coming on RCR again. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thanks, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.